right, boys and girls, and welcome to the Bit Effect. What you've done is collect enough rings or coins or diamonds or what have you and made it to the end of the level, so you get a bonus podcast. Now, what we're doing this time is an end-of-the-year roundup. We've each picked three games we think are Game of the Year material. And it's only for us personally. It's not so much, you know, an objective kind of thing. Now, we have the rule that they don't necessarily have to be released this year, just what we played this year. And... As I hope most of you do, you know, you don't always just play new games. You do play older games that you didn't play when they released. Now, do keep in mind, we are pre-recording this. So if you happen to listen to this one after, say, our first episode, and we sound a little more stilted and all of that in the first episode and sound better here, do keep in mind that this was pre-recorded. So hopefully things will sound like this afterwards, unless it's terrible. And then, you know, we did this on purpose. Now... Joining me today in this year-end soiree is my good friend Mike. Hello. Kevin. Hello. A man who recently shaved his beard, Luke. Hey. And Craig. Hey. So, gentlemen, right off the bat, 2016. Good year, bad year, didn't pay much attention. Uh, it wasn't a bad year. Uh, celebrity deaths. Um... You know, kind of put a downer in the whole thing. Bowie dying was a was a bad one. Um, gaming wise, I thought it was a very good year, a very strong year for me. I burned through um, many a good game, so this episode's been quite hard for me to to pick three of three games. But yeah, yeah, good game, good year. I'd do it again. You know, eight out of ten. Fans of the genre will like it. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. If you if you liked. 2016, you're going to love 2017. <laughs> oh, God, we're going to kill Alan Rickman again? Oh, God. I don't want to do that. Alan Rickman's dead. Aye, Alan Rickman's dead. Wow. Yeah. Now, Mike, Luke, good year, bad year? Kev, same thing? I think it was a good year. I think we got pretty much a big, big renewal of, of games from a long time ago. Um, we finally got to finish, you know, see, see the end of Kojima's latest games. We got to the return of of um, big Capcom names, and we got to see games which you never thought would reappear. So, uh, yeah, for example, just uh, the Last Guardian. But um, yeah, yeah, it's been a been a huge year. Yeah, I think 2016 has been great. Um, I think we've seen we finally start to see some games on the the new consoles kind of push genres. Yeah, I, I I've enjoyed 2016 quite a lot. Yeah, same here. Um, yeah, quite a lot. Of- Sequels and stuff, I guess, came out. Um, consoles, are, consoles, like another year on, so it's kind of starting to get to the kind of the kind of prime time for for the games kind of hitting the console and stuff. Um, since it's kind of been on the go. I'm sorry, gentlemen. Each of you answered incorrectly. It has actually been a fantastic year. Almost swore there, <laughs> but we're trying not to. So, uh, to get us started off, what we're going to do is I have a bunch of random questions i'm going to kind of intersperse throughout the conversation um first one this year is what system did you play the most this year myself it was ps4 was pretty much hands down the way to go for me yeah same ps4 all the way yeah ps4 ps4 pretty much all the way through the year the sprinkling of the vita yeah ps4 and then the 3ds oh really (laughs) yeah ps4 for me as well also a little bit of retro gaming but uh, yeah, mostly PS4. All right, so Kev, why don't you start us off with your first game? 
my first game is going to be Bloodborne. I realise this game came out in 2015, but I was a bit late to the late to the game, decided to pick it up. Not usually my type of game. I heard it was ridiculously difficult, but um, yeah, I decided to give it a go. Glad I did. I still haven't finished it yet, but yeah, great game. Um, I believe it's, it's probably one of the better games of 2015 as well, but as I said, I only picked it up um, earlier in the year. Um, I mean... I think it's one of the better exclusives, too, that yeah, PS4 has yeah. in its back pocket. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, the, the the tone of the game, like the, the, the kind of setting and stuff, really kind of quite dark and um, kind of bloody <laughs> chests. But, uh, yeah, I really, really like... I mean, it, it, it took me a good... Um, Good couple of weeks to a persistent with it to actually get into the swing of how the game worked and stuff, but uh, thoroughly enjoying it still. As I'm sure uh, any of you guys that have played it probably feel the same. I, I you know, I, of course, everybody knows I like Souls, but um, the best thing I can say about Bloodborne is if you're a big fan of somebody like H.P. Lovecraft, that is the best translation that anybody has ever done of those old gods, kind of very gothic. Type games. I've never seen another game do it that well, except maybe Nightmare Creatures. And, you know, Nightmare Creatures is, is kind of bad. But, yeah, th- this is a great... You won't understand the story, necessarily, but it's it's the setting and the atmosphere that really get to you. It's almost a horror game. Yeah, I mean, the level design is, like, fantastic. Like, you play through it, and then, obviously, the, the aim is to get to certain stages and unlock kind of shortcuts and stuff. And, um... The bosses and the, the enemies in particular is certainly to start with in the earlier kind of um, the earlier parts of the game are pretty brutally brutal and, and difficult, but um, it's very rewarding kind of if you persist with it and once you get on of it and once you once you start getting a few unlocking a few of the kind of like additional weapons and stuff like that and leveling your character up, but this definitely uh, come into its own and it's it's kind of just a game you you kind of. Uh, anybody else played it this year, last year? Yeah, I, I've returned to it this year for the um, the DLC, which I think was in the sale. So I finally got to um, got to finish that and make some good progress on my my new game plus. Yeah, it was a it was a good experience this year. Somehow I completely forgot about it in time for the recording. I take it by their conspicuous silence. Craig and Luke are not big fans. I I have never never played it. It sounds it sounds <coughs> if I'm honest uh, a bit too difficult for me. I thought that, but and I'm the I'm the worst one for uh, flaking out on games that are um, difficult and challenging and stuff. But yeah, this one kind of kept my attention. They do look beautiful though. Yeah, it's very nice looking. Yeah, yeah. Luke, then what what do you got for your first shot? I may be cheating slightly, but um, I've gone for some DLC. But the DLC that came out for this game is probably longer than most single-player games that come out on the market. So my first choice is the Witcher 3 Hearts of Stone DLC. Um, I bought the DLC pack after burning out pretty heavily on the Witcher 3 last year. I really wanted to dive back in. And um, I just got caught up in that world again. There's, there's, something, there's something that the Witcher 3 has that I don't think has been replicated it's it's completely different in the way of world of fantasy. The character just completely grabbed me, and um, 
I don't know if you guys have played the DLC. I don't really want to spoil it, but I thoroughly recommend it if you haven't. Is there anything that made you pick Hearts of Stone over Blood and Wine? So, yeah, generally I think Blood and Wine's the better reviewed. It's just I haven't played it yet. I, I put like maybe another 30 hours into Hearts of Stone. I did everything and um, I've not gone to Blood and Wine yet. I'm going to wait until I've got a couple of weeks off and I'll, I'll bash into it again. But that's the thing about The Witcher 3. It's, it's like a it's it's like a world you can return to. I don't feel like, you know, a lot of games I go back to, I struggle to pick up the controls or remembering what I've done. But The Witcher, I just, it seems to click. I can go back to it months after and just carry on. Yeah, the world itself is is very almost gravitational. I like how it's not necessarily high fantasy and it's not necessarily Game of Thrones. It's somewhere right in the middle. They got like a perfect mix of realism and fantasy. Yeah, yeah. Anybody else Have played, you played it? Hearts of Stone? Uh, no, I haven't played Hearts of Stone. I I just got around to finishing off my 120 hour playthrough of the base game, so I'm I'm taking a bit of a break. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's what happened with me. Yeah, I haven't played the the DLC at all. I played that the base game this year for the first time, and it was the same story. It was over 100 hours, and I had to put it down and step away from the console. Uh, for a, for a good while, um, beautiful game though. Absolutely loved it, and I will go back and, and do the DLC. Just it'll take me a wee bit of time to bounce back from that marathon gaming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It sound, sounds like too much of a commitment for me at the moment, but I I did enjoy The Witcher Three. I thought it was a really good game, and yeah, hope, hopefully I'll get a look in. I'm, I'm still curious about Hearts of Stone because it came out a little while ago, and it seemed like uh, Blood and Wine got more fanfare but yeah I'd, I'd be curious to check out this this dlc yeah did they ever release a um gwent standalone game no that's coming oh is it coming i yeah, cannot that, wait. there goes my life down the tube yeah yeah especially if you can get it on a mobile or an ipad it's like yeah done a mobile version would would seem to be the way to go i think it seems like it, it would pretty much rival hearthstone in my opinion anyway that'd be interesting to see yeah yeah definitely kev did you spend any time with uh Good old Geralt of Rivia this year? I've picked it up, um, played maybe, probably played a couple hours, and then I decided that I was going to finish Bloodborne first <laughs> before I started invest. It's, it's too too big a game to, to try and juggle with uh, other games like Bloodborne and stuff. So I've got the Game of the Year edition, so I will be going back to it at some point. All right. Before we continue on with Mike and myself and Craig, um, let's toss another question in. Was there any game this year that you bought hype train tickets for and then regretted? No Man's Sky. Sky. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Myself this year, the big one that I was just, ah, that's a little disappointing, was The Division. That looked so good. I actually really, really liked it. (laughs) Oh, well, I mean, it is personal opinion, of course, but yeah, there was just something that it felt a little too borderlandsy for me. Oh, that's actually sold it for me. I haven't touched it. I mean, it, it is a perfectly functional game. It just wasn't what I was expecting. I think I was expecting something more akin to Ghost Recon or Rainbow Six. To be honest, I mean, the story, the, the single-player story thing itself wasn't great. But then again, the game was probably aimed at, at more an online audience. So. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't meant to be a single-player. But enough about mine. What, what do you guys got? Yeah, No Man's Sky. Uh, was the disappointment of the year for me I actually, I nearly made a grave error I bought it about a week after release physical 
and I went to work and I thought I'm going to buy it online because I just think I'm going to be playing this game <laughs> for hundreds and hundreds of hours and it's going to be the best thing ever and Luke talked me out of it thankfully <laughs> and it's, it, it just I did spend a good 50, 60 hours on it before I realised that I, I'd got to the end of one of the storylines um, where you had to find the Atlas Stones and I just my jaw dropped at the end of that and I thought nah, I'm out and that was me yeah, it's um, it's resemblance to something like Minecraft really scared me away, so I, I stayed far away from that. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll throw out an alternative, and I'll say uh, Grow Home. Um, I detested that game big time. <laughs> <laughs> so, so did I. But he ran so funny! <laughs> really? I hated it. I love that I game. It. <laughs> Mike, what about you? Anything that you were really excited for, and then just kind of your heart sunk a bit when you started playing it? I'm not not totally sure. I think the closest that came to it would probably been um, Gears of War Ultimate Edition, which was a uh, oh really. So I I picked this up and I I think I played it back at the very start of the year, and it 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 brought me back to because I I played the 360 original of Friends. I I played the PC uh, sort of remake with the extra chapter. So this was playing um you know the remastered version of it on the Xbox One, and it was. It it was it was pretty much the same game, but uh, I don't know. I I really thought I'd see a bigger difference, and it felt like uh, I was literally playing the exact same game, just a culmination of of the different versions I'd already played. Um, so a, a little disappointed. I mean, I mean, I've got Gears of War four now, ready to uh, ready to play, but as a as an entry, you know, it 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 wasn't groundbreaking. I have very little experience with Gears of War. Like, I played one, two, one and 2 co-op, and that was it. All I know is, Maria! <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it can be a good series. I mean, I, I enjoy all the games in the series. It's just in that case, I felt I don't play my Xbox One enough, and I thought I'd grab that game just to, uh, just to fill a gap for a while. Um, and it, you know, ultimately, it, it, it was cheap, but I don't think I, I... I was probably a bit more excited than I should have been for it. That's uh, not necessarily a bad game, to be honest. Just maybe didn't live up to the uh, expectations I had for it. Yeah, just a little disappointing. So, Luke? Yeah, I've got a couple of things, games I could talk about, but I think the biggest disappointment for me this year was uh, Fallout 4. Um, I think, historically, Bethesda have kind of made big leaps with their games. So, I mean, the leap from Oblivion to um, to Skyrim was was quite significant. <laughs> <laughs> um and whilst it wasn't perfect, <laughs> it, you know, I, I was captured in that environment. And the same with Fallout 3, you know, I've never played Fallout 2, um, but Fallout 3 just, I just fell in love with that world. You know, I played that game for hours and hours and hours on end. But Fallout 4, it just kind of came and, you know, I got really hyped up for it thinking this is going to be another sort of big leap. Whilst I don't think it did anything special special graphically mechanically or visually to you know it didn't follow the trend that the previous games had done and the story was weak i I just it just didn't gel with me at all so yeah biggest disappointment would be fallout 4 base building didn't do it for you i bet well the the base building i didn't mind what what kind of annoyed me was because they put voice characters in for the the protagonist it felt like some of the options were dumbed down you know whilst previous fallout games you had four different choice of you know yeah. communication that would have 
massive difference. But this one, it seemed it would be two and two. You know, the the top two would do the same thing and the bottom two would do the same thing. It did uh, It did also have that problem that a lot of games do nowadays where you'll have a dialogue option, but when you click it, that's not necessarily what you say. Yeah. Oh, that drives yeah, me definitely. insane. Yeah. I, I mean, I can understand why it happens, but it's... I think I would have preferred if they dropped the voice acting and given us more options with text. Now, what if it was just you playing as the robot the entire time? I think that would have been a better game. <laughs> <laughs> I want it to be the dog. Oh, no, Nick Valentine. <laughs> Nick Valentine, hands down. That guy was great. Yeah. Oh, like a detective mother. Yeah, he was a great character. Yeah. All right, so, Mike, what do you have as, as your game of the year candidate? One of my three is um, Zero Time Dilemma. So this is the final in the Zero Escape series, visual novels. Um, and it, this is the game that no one expected to actually ever come out. The first game came out in 909. It got a sort of like a critical response, but or critical reception, but it didn't really catch on enough. Um, I thought Zero... Well, Vir- Virtue's Last Reward looked to be the best game for me in, in quite some time. So so finally getting the, the third in the series and one which bridges the gap or well to spoilers kind of <laughs> completes the uh, the trilogy there. It, um yeah, it was amazing. So it, it brought back quite a few characters from the other two games, it merged them with a few new characters, and the only significant problem with it is that it just it tries a bit too hard to once again make an amazing ending you know like something coming completely because you play a lot of these games you know all of a sudden you'll it'll end and you'll say oh hang on that guy who i was speaking with he's actually my father or something like it's the whole empire strikes back thing in in all of these visual novels most of the time there's always a massive twist which hopefully you've not seen come in and in this one i don't think there's a practical way to even know know it's even come in so it was maybe a, a stretch too far but uh yeah, yeah, definitely one of my favorite games of the year, and a pleasure to know it, it actually got made. I think here's when you're going to start to hear crickets, because I, I don't think anybody else has played it this year, have they? No, it's, it's, it's understandable. The thing is, this, this is a game that, you know, it's, it's, it's based off playing the other two that you'd even contemplate touching this one. I mean, there's, we had the, I forget, was it Project Bluebird or something, where we we got them to... Uh, basically loads of people campaigned together to try and finally get this this trilogy completed and some people are saying it's not not the finale they wanted but but for me it's about as big budget as the series has got they changed it around a little bit it wasn't so much a visual novel now as like a set of cutscenes where you make a choice at the end of them so you've got less less tapping through all the text boxes all the way through and more uh you know, do you want to shoot the guy in the head? Do you not want to shoot the guy in the head? Do you want the woman in the incinerator to get burnt instead? <laughs> it's, it's all really, really graphic stuff. But um, yeah, it does the job exactly as the previous two games. I, one of these days I will pick those up. Because I, I have heard a lot of, from you and from other people. That, you know, especially 999. Every, everybody was talking about 999 at the time. So yeah, I got to do that at some point. You have to. You should do. If you like games... Um, <laughs> you know, it's an avenue that I think a lot of people are skipping. And yeah, yeah, do it. I urge you all. Definitely. Alright. Craig, what do you got for your first? My first um game of 2016 as maybe my favourite game I've ever played in uh, the past ten years at least, which is Dishonored 2. Um 
I just fell in love with that game from the moment I put it in and played it right the way through. I was absolutely hooked. It's beautiful. It's a magnificent game. Um, the story is just it's really driving, gripping story. It starts off with the usual devastating, oh my goodness, what's happened here type thing. I'm going to try and be as spoiler-free as possible. Um, and the first thing you're kind of hit with is a choice. Who are you going to play with? And you've you've got two characters to pick from. So in the first game, obviously, you played through and you were Corvo and you were all sneaky, sneaky. Maybe. Well, okay, yeah, sorry, sorry. Yes, maybe, maybe sneaky, sneaky. I, must, I should preface this and say I'm a sneaky, sneaky player, so I was a Corvo. But you can also choose to play as Emily and have a completely different set of powers, which in my head, seemed more high chaos, throwing people about a type thing. So I went for Corvo and basically snuck my way through the entire game, not killing anyone, not, you know, leaving any dents anywhere or any odd arrows about the place. Um, it was the most satisfying gaming experience I've, I've ever had. I just I loved it to bits. Um, one of the missions is in, uh, there's, you know, it's all steam punky, clockworky, beautifulness in this game. One of the missions, you go to a guy called Jindosh's mansion, and this guy created these clockwork mechanical soldiers, and his, his mansion is a clockwork mansion. So, the, I mean, the way I played it, the first time I played through it, was I snuck my way through the whole thing and um, nabbed him, um, non-lethally taking him out. But upon replaying, um, there's a lever right at the start which you can pull, and the entire mansion is something like. Have you ever seen the film The Cube, where all the rooms move? Yeah. And, oh, yeah. You know, like that kind of thing. So you pull this lever, and the whole mansion reconfigures itself. And it's like this big puzzle mansion within a completely sneaky game, and it's just, it's a beautiful thing. Um, what else? What else was a standout moment? Upon arrival um, to a mission, you're presented with a gigantic door, also made by this Jindosh guy, and it's a puzzle. It's it's just it's got dials for you can select a, a name, a location, and a, a an item, and beside it there's this big wall of text, and it says, you know, Emily was wearing a brooch. The woman in pink was sitting next to the woman in green. You know, an old timey logic puzzle. Mm-hmm. And I sat at that screen for about two hours, maybe just about two hours, <laughs> um, figuring it out over about 40 bits of A4 scattered across the living room um, with various notes and stuff. And I got it, I put it, entered it into the, the screen, and the door opened, and that was it, mission done. <laughs> you know, I didn't have to dive into the mission and try and take out whoever it was that had the codes to the door. It was pure. Just a lovely puzzle to get around any sort of, you know, chaos, basically. Although it then popped up and it said, do you want to leave this area? And I was like, nope, I'm going on for a wee look about now and, and ended up sneaking around and knocking everyone out anyway. <laughs> so, you know. Professor Layton would be proud of you, sir. Yeah, I, I must have spent about 10 hours on that one mission alone. Um, but it was, be- it was beautiful. The, the scenery is lovely. You start off in Dunwall, where the original game was set. Um, you very quickly bump off to Corvo's hometown, and it's it's just it's a lovely thing. I I I loved it. We can tell, sir. <laughs> has a 
Anybody else played it this year? Nope. Nope. No, I'm looking forward to it, though. I, I had a bit of a problem with the first one, but I don't know. I might end up picking up the second one. Yeah, it, it was it was well worth it. The, the variance of the puzzles, like the, the um, Clockwork Mansion, and there was another one where you had an, an item that you could jump back in time. So you could jump back in time and um, break a statue so that when you jumped forward in time, that statue wasn't there. And you could pass on to the next part of the mission and stuff. It was, it was just really well done and really varied missions, all with that underlying for me sneaky, hiding in the shadows thing. It was just, it was, it was perfect. It, it was perfect. Well, I think you've managed to sell me on that because the the reviews didn't mention a single thing of of what you've you've mentioned there. So. Uh... I don't know, don't know how, but you've, you've sold it a lot better than what I've heard so far. Good job. It's an easy sell. Thoroughly loved Dishonored 2. I feel like I <laughs> loved it as well. Uh, another quickie question for you, gentlemen. What was your... F- I, and I'm pretty sure I know Craig's answer for this one. What was your favorite character this year? A character that just kind of stood out and went, you know, I would buy that guy a beer. Yarny. Yarny? <laughs> Yarny. 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 Yes, Yarny. It sounds like you're speaking Gaelic. Um, <laughs> myself? It would uh, have to be Geralt. Geralt, I would buy that man a beer, hands down. My favorite character this year. I think I'd, I'd give a drink to Trico. <laughs> Who is from, well, I'm, I'm guessing... The Last Guardian? Well, I've not actually played it yet. But um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why I'd give it a drink. Um, don't contact the RSPCA. <laughs> <laughs> well, my prediction, sir, is that we now know what your most disappointing game will be for next year. Craig, what do you got? Who's your favourite character this year? Favourite character this year? I mean, I I would stick with Dishonored as as you could um, with that because I I totally could. But I think my favourite character this year was Nathan Drake. Do you know what? I think I think I would. He's 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 got many a story to tell. You know, he's not imposing. Like, if you went for a drink with Corvo Atano, you'd be wondering, you know, if he was wanting to kill you or not. It would be quite a thing, or whether there's going to be assassins attacking you. Whereas Nathan, he'd protect you. He's he's a strong, manly man. Would you rather have a drink with Nathan Drake or Nolan North? Oh. Because, I mean, that's a toss-up for me, right? (laughs) (laughs) I'll stick with Nate. I'll stick with Nate. Just just for the stories. I'm going to go with it. Luke? Um, I'm stuck between two characters, but I'm gonna go with Junkrat from Overwatch. Really? Because Junkrat. the guy would be insane. You know, imagine it. You'd just be like, "Hey man, do you want to go for a beer?" And you go to the pub, and he's already blown it up. Come <laughs> yeah. on, guy. First one for me is gonna be uh, World of Final Fantasy. That that game blew me away, and I've only got a couple things I want to say about it. it it's it's. Not necessarily something you can put into words because 
for me, it was the perfect game at the time, right? Because I was thinking about, you know, you know, maybe I should play a Pokemon game. It's been a while. My daughter keeps bugging me. Maybe I'll play Pokemon X and Y. And then, you know, that came out, and it, woohoo so much better than Pokemon. It is a very lighthearted JRPG, which is kind of rare. They all tend to be very serious affairs, and the world's coming to an end, and your mother has cancer. You know, you know they're just awful. But I, I really like the lighthearted attitude. The character design was great, and I, it was it was rewarding as a fan. There are so many in jokes, and the, there's so many references. So if you've played through all the Final Fantasies, you're, you're getting like a reference a minute. It, it's wonderful. They got back all the original voice actors, you know, all that stuff. It really felt like a labor of love. Sure, it was it was, it was a product and it was a business, but it felt like the people making it actually cared about making it. So yeah, that, that is my first game this year. Just to completely put you on the spot here, Dave. Yes. From which Final Fantasy does the term "you spoony bard" come from? Final Fantasy IV. <laughs> Tell her, send it to Edward, sir. Okay. No problem. <laughs> yeah, I, I realize it's a problem. Moving on to a, to another random question before we start that second round. So this year, did you find yourself playing more games that came from the east or the west? Myself, I, my choices very much tended to skew towards the east. Like I played a lot of Japanese games this year. Mine, mine came from Amazon. <laughs> yes, was it Amazon East or Amazon West? Sir? It was. It was most definitely Amazon West for me. Um, pretty much anything I've played through the year has been from Amazon West. Well, not everything, but most most of the things I've enjoyed. I think mine's um, more more of a mix than I thought. To be honest. Um, there's been a lot of games throughout the year. We've had, you know, Uncharted, uh, Titanfall 2, um, huge, huge number of, of Western releases. But at, at the end of the day, you know, the main ones I was after playing are, are uh, still Eastern games. But yeah, yeah, I think, I think we're getting to a point where I've got a nice healthy portion of both at the moment. Oh yeah, both came out with some really heavy hitters this year. Yeah, I think I must be about even um, just going through my trophy list at the moment. There's a lot of games that I've put hundreds of hours into that are from the West, Overwatch, Witcher, uh, Battlefield. But there's been a few Japanese ones that have grabbed my attention, such as Dragon Quest Builders and um, one of the Naruto games, Ratchet and Clank. So it's been a it's been a good year for Ra- both Ratchet sides. Ratchet and Clank is Western, sir. Is it not a Japanese <laughs> thing that's been uh, no. translated? It's insomnia. It's probably influenced by, by it a bit, yeah. I thought it was massively Japanese, because if you watch like the original trailers, it's all in Japanese and stuff. Well, that's because Sony footed the bill on a lot of it, but it is a Western studio. Uh-huh. Well, I stand corrected, so thanks for rude, but... <laughs> I like <laughs> no, that. No, no, we, we can cut that out. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably say the rest is Western. Um, yeah, probably, yeah. Uh, one Scandinavian, and the rest would be American and, and UK. It's not important. It's just something I noticed that um, I tended to play a lot of Japanese games this year, and I don't necessarily get along with a lot of Western ones, except for Red Dead. I really got along with Red Dead. So uh, this time, Mike, for, for number two, why don't you start us out? Yeah, my, my number two is uh, Inside. This is the spiritual successor to Limbo which many of you may have played. In fact, I, I don't know anyone who hasn't got a free copy of Limbo from somewhere at some point. Yeah. But Limbo was a game that it was really hyped up. Um, I got to play it, and I think the first first time around I did really enjoy it. But 
Oddly enough, when you keep getting the same game over and over on every single platform out there, you play it a little bit more and you start liking it a little bit less. Um, and Inside was this this point where you finally got you know a proper realization of what I think they wanted from Limbo, a game which uh, you know stands the test of time. And I mean, it's you know it's only come out this year, but it's just it absolutely obliterates Limbo. And if Limbo was a critical success then um you know i'm not sure sure what this is but uh it's just it's just top notch on every every angle the animations there the the colors there's there's crazy lighting all over the place there's crazy designs of everything um you know you you really have to play it it's it's the journey of this year to be honest that's some high praise right there yeah on on journey's year of release it was you know quite easily my my top game then and this one, it does the exact same thing, pretty much. Um, you know, it's it's you you as an indie game, you think it is sort of kind of pricey at about the fifteen pound mark. But if the witness can do it, and it's probably only half the game what this is, then definitely, uh, I suggest check it out. But the 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 real problem with it is that it spoil it just like Journey to a. Uh, to go too deep into this game so unfortunately as much as i love it i can't tell you exactly everything about it i did like limbo it was it was something that me me and the wife played through that that poor kid got skewered by that spider way too many times (laughs) (laughs) what about anybody else i loved limbo i've got limbo i think on uh playstation as part of the the PlayStation Plus, and I think I've got it on Steam as well through like a humble bundle. And I've still never played played it. But <laughs> it's one of those games that it, when it came out, it's uh, it was one of the standout indie games of the, of the year that it came out. And I was buying quite a lot of indie games at that point. I think, and it's it's just one of those games I just haven't got around to playing yet. Yeah, I uh, I got Limbo free on I think it was on the Xbox 360. I just didn't click for that game. I found it. It was a bit depressing <laughs> watching a kid just get mauled continuously. I was like, I need something happy in my life. Oh, you're not going to get the happiness from this one. You still get multiple ways of dying. You'll see drowning. You'll see. You'll see pretty much everything. Uh, it's oh, you. You have to play it. You have to play it. That's that's the thing. If you if you liked Limbo even the slightest, imagine that beefed up twice twice its potential. Triple the budget and with a great crazy direction, really. I mean, it, it just feels so cinematic. Such a, so it's a, it's a game I I don't think they'd be able to make, but somehow they have. Yeah, I, everyone is raving about it, so it would be good to to check it out. My next game is Ratchet and Clank, or the PlayStation Four remaster. I guess it's a remake. Yeah, I was going through a bit of a. You know, I was just a bit fatigued with gaming. Everything was a bit too serious at the time. You know, I had countless hours and many shooters and RPGs, and I just needed something fun to play. And uh, Craig and Dave had continuously gone on about Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> so I thought, I'll pick this up. And uh, yeah, I was blown away by it. It was, it's just fun. It's just chaos. It's, it's not serious. It's got a good storyline. It's very funny. And it's a game that I didn't expect to enjoy as much as I have done. I mean, I would possibly put it in you know, one of my favourite games that I've played in the last five years, not 
well, just this year. So, yeah, as a starter to the series, it's made me want to go back and play the old ones on the PlayStation 3. Here's hoping they get the same sort of treatment for the PlayStation 4. Yeah, that would be nice. Or they make a new one completely. It was tough to keep this one off my list. I mean, this really was a standout game this year. It was absolutely fantastic. It was. It was brilliant. It looked it looked beautiful. It was absolutely stunning. Fur, you could stroke and see that. The, I think we've mentioned this at some point, either before or in the future, depending on when this podcast is aired, um, <laughs> about the, the opening scenes of every level when you land and you get out and there's that panoramic shot of, of yeah. The, yeah. The, the landscape. It's, it's stunning. It's just beautiful. And as a, a side note, Insomniac that did Ratchet & Clank have been handed Spider-Man to make yes i am looking forward to that yes it yeah, might be definitely. a good spider-man game so um yeah that also may happen in the future or the past mike i've not not played this yet the last insomniac game i actually played was a uh, quite quite more or more similar to um this new spider-man game i'm guessing which was a sunset overdrive so that that was kind of a bit scrappy and all over the place but overall pretty good and um I don't know. I was I was hoping I was hoping for a return to form of this new Ratchet and Clank, and when I get to play it, I'm sure it will be after hearing what you guys had to say about it. Oh yeah. The great thing about it is the diversity in all the weapons. Each weapon has something completely different to it, and you know some are a little bit more serious, but then they get crazy. You know, as you upgrade them, you'll get a rocket launcher with more rocket launchers built on the top of it. You get a disco ball that you can throw that makes everybody dance. It's just. Oh, it's brilliant. I really want to go play it. Actually, guys, uh, can we call this quits? <laughs> <laughs> it does have Mr. and Mrs. and Baby Zircon, and that's really oh, yeah. all that matters. His lines are brilliant. Mr. Zircon is going to punch you in the face with bullets. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Zircon was seriously more difficult than the end boss. For me, I'd really struggled with Mrs. Zircon. I know, see, the end boss, the end boss, it stumped me for a little bit. But yeah, it, it is. If you're looking for a lighthearted game that that's, doesn't take too much out of you, and you just smile the whole time you're playing it, Rats and Clank is the way to go. I concur. All right, Kev, what do you got next? Next, I have got Overwatch, which um, I'm sure Heroes it's going to be. Die. <laughs> which I'm sure is going to be on other uh, on some of your you guys' lists as well. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's easily the 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 standout kind of uh, shooter game for for me as far as not having too many ragey moments and uh, just generally been able to enjoy it. Yeah, the the balancing and stuff with the characters and teamwork and stuff actually being the kind of main objective to to getting the best out of your your game experience with this and stuff like that. And the fact is, they keep putting in new kind of themed updates and stuff. I mean, there was a Halloween one. Yeah, uh, summer games too. Yeah, summer games as well. Yeah, so kind of keeps it keeps it kind of entertaining and stuff. Yeah, so yeah, it's uh, it's probably the, the one shooter game in quite a long time that I've actually managed to kind of play without uh, the old rage quit uh, kicking in. <laughs> Um, yeah, it is, it is very nice to see Blizzard expanding, and yet again, they just nailed it. I don't think Blizzard has released a bad game yet, and I can't wait till they get to the fighting game genre, because that's going to be amazing. <laughs> I think a lot of, all almost all of us here have spent a lot of time with Overwatch. Myself, 
Reinhardt is the man. It's got to be Lu- Lucia, huh? Yeah, Overwatch is my game of the year. So um, this game kind of, you know, I'd heard rumors about it being the next, the next shooter, the the game that everybody's got to play. And I bought it, not really expecting much. I mean, I've played pretty much every Blizzard game and enjoyed them. Um, massive World of Warcraft fan and stuff like that. So. I was just blown away by it. I mean, there's so much depth to that game, and this is probably my first game like this. I mean, I, I know um, Team Fortress is supposed to be pretty similar, but the the way this game works, and you know, you work with a team of people against another team, and you have to fit in, figure out the right combination of character to fit your team to beat the opposing team. There's so much depth to that game. I mean, I've played this game for nearly 100 hours and I still feel like I'm learning new things about each character. I'm, you know, my favorite character is probably Zenyatta, but um, I've gone through Reaper, I've gone through Farah, I've gone through Soldier 76, Junkrat, and I still feel like I could put another 100, maybe even another 200 hours into this game and still get reward from it. the way Blizzard have managed to kind of shake up the shooter genre and make it fun and not so serious and not about aggression, whilst you know Call of Duty seems to force that on you by spawning you against the person, spawning you next to the person that's just killed you, was quite refreshing. And they're not charging for DLC. They're not charging for you know updates. It's like they've taken this genre by the scruff of the neck and kind of give it a little bit of a shake and. Hopefully that's going to bring new things, but yeah, Overwatch, it's just amazing. I'd, I'd thoroughly recommend it. Uh, it's all right. <laughs> 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 I, I wholeheartedly agree. Overwatch is fantastic. I'm well over 100 hours into it, um, mostly Mercy or Tracer um, or anyone else that needs... You know, the thing is you can switch out and go with anyone that you think a lot of people don't they stick i need a healer i need a healer i need a healer and there's like five hanzos and you're like oh come on guys <laughs> come on so like you can chop and change and f- and i think that keeps it fresh and mm. it keeps it tasty so i'm i'm all, all for it I agree not quite game of the year like you know but close close second question what was the genre you played the most of this year rpg for me 2016 was an rpg year i went through all borderlands because i got the pre-sequel and thought i need to play them all again i got witcher um dragon age inquisition um what else have i played look what else have i played i've played many rpgs this year <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Gonna have to go and look at my trophy list. Yeah, it was it was RPGs all the way. Um, well, not all the way. Sorry for the for the most part. I've st- most amount of hours I've spent crafting myself this year. Uh, survival horror was the way to go this year for me. I played through eleven Resident Evil games. Um, 
two or three more survival Hargans. Yeah, a lot of my year was taken up by shooting giant spiders and crocodiles and zombies and fun stuff. First person shooter would be for me. Um, after two or three years of hitting RPGs pretty heavy, it's been it's been refreshing to go back to just playing a lot of multiplayer games rather than story based. As with Luke, it's the case that the the FPS it, it's just the game that sneaks in there all the time. It's the quick play. It's the one you play with your mates. Um, yeah, you know, there's there's never been so much composition in the first person shooters right now. I mean, you've got something for single player, you've got something for multiplayer. You've got stuff for both all over the place. Um, you can't move for first-person shooters, to be honest. But the crazy thing is that, apart from the odd, um, the odd failure here and there, that they're, they're all pretty much solid games. And even if they're a failure, it's probably only been a commercial failure, not actually in terms of the actual game itself. For example, um, uh, what was the Overwatch Battleborn? Battleborn came out. Yeah, Battleborn Paragon. It got absolutely destroyed, but. You know, at the end of the day, it turned out it was looking like quite a decent game. Um, I think they're all they're all cannibalizing themselves in that market. There's so many, but then you've got things like Overwatch, Titanfall Two, Battlefield One. Mm-hmm. There's something from pretty much January to December. Kev, what did you play the most this year? Probably platforming type. I mean, we've got Super Time Force Ultra. Um, what else have I played? Uh, Tesla Grad. Well, un, un, unravel. Yeah, unraveled. Yeah, Broforce, Swindle. Yeah, I played quite a lot of platforming type of games, just kind of side scrollers and stuff. Gone Home, actually. So like, kind of your kind of puzzly walkers. Um, yeah, the puzzly walkers. Yeah. That is the official oh, name of that genre now. The walking simulator. <laughs> oh. God, no, yeah. Puzzly Walker is better than walking simulator. Yeah. The problem is when a, a Puzzly Walker doesn't actually have any puzzle elements yeah. and it is just walking. <laughs> I mean, I played ev- everyone's, everybody's gone to the rapture and wasn't totally uh, blown away. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's an oddly paced game. You walk so slowly, you think yeah. everyone's disappeared, you'd, you'd get a bit of a sprint on, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, I, I was trying to trophy hunt for it. And then I realised I'd probably need to go through it several times just to get all the trophies. So at that point, I kind of gave up and just uh, uh, speedrun the game. <laughs> got to the end as quick as I could, which still took about three hours. All right, Craig, what do you got for us for your second game of the year? Okay, can I just say that my um, next two games on the, on the list I actually played in 2015, so I've thought of another two games. <laughs> I had a bit of... I had a bit of a brain melt, sorry. So I'll, um, <laughs> um, my um, next game of 2016 is actually now going to be Deus Ex, Mankind Divided. I played that shortly before Dishonored. It was kind of like on the wait for Dishonored. I may as well play another sneaky stealth shooter type thing. And I thoroughly enjoyed it as well. It got very, very mixed reviews. The story is... Um, it's near piffle. It's not quite a holy piffle, but it's very near piffle. It's just, oh my goodness. Um, but uh, look-wise, the the city that you're in, Prague, is is stunning. It's absolutely stunning. A stunning rendition of Prague. Um, it's it's flawless. You could just walk about it in the night time, one of the times you're there, and and it's it's a lovely place to be. 
mission wise it kind of keeps you going you find side missions by overhearing conversations or accidentally walking into a building when you're trying to sneak about the place i keep on saying sneak because i do sneak i imagine like luke you would probably shoot your way through the whole thing and no mm-hmm. one would be alive yeah um but yet again it, um it was very satisfying with the old sneaking and i i didn't do a non-lethal playthrough for for uh Deus Ex the first time I played through because I accidentally killed a few people. So I just thought, oh, I'll soldier on. I think at one point I said to Dave that I reload saves if I make a mistake. And you said very, very kind of like nicely that you should just live with your <laughs> mistakes. Whoops, I didn't yeah. mean that. And then crack on. So I, I did that with Deus Ex. But then I went back and, and did a non-lethal playthrough. And the thing they fixed in this game that was there in the last game and completely broken was non-lethal playthrough in um, the last one you had to kill the bosses there was no way around it you had to just put a bullet in a boss whereas this time you had non-lethal options for for getting rid of the bosses which were quite it was quite nice actually just not killing anybody it's two big games i've played this year and i haven't muddled a soul i'm very disappointed in you sir gandhi likes you though yeah um, i mean on the on the sneaky hero front um you get corvo who's very gruff and mannish with a, a big mask. And then you've got Adam Jensen, who has facial hair that looks as if he's been, you know, like surgically implanted <laughs> on his face. It's just like picture-perfect facial hair. Did they um? Did they manage to get all the rocks out of his throat that he swallowed last time? Because that dude is trying way too hard to be gravelly. He wasn't as gravelly, um, thankfully. And he, he was a wee bit quiet i would say is that my major concern with it was he wasn't gravelly but he was just like he was trying to be i think he was trying to be a wee bit mysterious but you would just have to turn up i had to turn on the subtitles to figure out what the (laughs) hell he was saying everyone else was like oh yes adam how are you doing today and he'd be like i'm doing fine yeah yeah and it's like why why man just talk at a normal volume turn your volume up you're half robot just t- twiddle your nipple or whatever the hell your volume control's on. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, Deus Ex. I'd, again, loved it. Loved it. Snuck through it. Um, that's my second game of 2016. I, I haven't tried it. I do own it. Uh, I haven't tried it. I'm going to replay, I think, Human Revolution before I replay or play through the second one. Uh, one thing I really like about Deus Ex games is I love their promotional material. I love whenever they come out with a new game. Great promotional material, like the faux documentary stuff about people turning into robots they did with Human Revolution. And this time, I, I like those kind of viral things. Anybody else played it? Um, I, I picked it up on, on Craig's recommendation. Um, I it's, it's actually the first game on the PS4 to support HDR, on, um, which is quite odd, but I had a little look. It does exactly what it says, and it's from from very first initial impressions. It's a very impressive looking game, um, and it seems to play pretty well. Um, I'll be continuing on it soon, though, since I've dropped plans of getting a PS4 Pro, which was a which was going to be the platform I was going to finally play it on. But yeah, yeah, can't wait to try it. Luke, Kev, uh, no, I've missed it out. Yeah, same. It's a uh, it's a game that's that's on my radar. And to play anytime soon. I don't play any of the game, any of the, those games. All right. Uh, my, my second game is a let us say 
hotly contentioned game among us five with certain members. I it. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> um, <laughs> now, 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 later on, we might have an episode where me and certain members of the podcast go at each other's throats about this game because we both have very, very differing opinions about this. However, my second game of the year, and I won't talk much about it. Uh, you know, I'll just gush a little bit. Is uh, Street Fighter Five? Now, yes, it has a rather uh, tumultuous, yeah, opinion. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the re- the reasons I like it are very simple, bullet pointy. Number one, it looks absolutely beautiful. It is the best looking fighter I've seen so far. Number two, I liked what they did to change up the formula. I like how the gameplay doesn't revolve around knockdowns anymore. Um, your jabs are no longer 90% useless. It's very strategic in what you do. Now, knowing that kind of stuff doesn't mean that I can actually uh, execute on it. So I'm still about as good as Street Fighter Five as I was in Street Fighter Four. But yeah, I absolutely love this game. Well, I'm totally with you, Dave, because it's... My choice as well. <laughs> and it's a complete, <laughs> a complete return to form. Um, exactly what we wanted after Street Fighter 4. I know people aren't going to completely agree with me. But <laughs> yeah, it, it does everything. I can still play Ryu and I can still kick Dave's ass about one in every five fights, which is a good ratio. <laughs> and Ryu has a beard I mean that really should have been one of my bullet points the beard factor is amazing in Street Fighter V ah, the, the beard was funnily enough what I got for pre-ordering the game uh, or getting see that the, the beard was so special you had or, to have it before the game came out yeah definitely <laughs> now Craig I, I know you're not a fighty fight man so. I'm not my my favourite fighter is Super Smash Brothers because it's fun and colourful and anything beyond that, anything that involves having to actually think about, I'm a button basher, so whatever, I can't, I just can't. It's not for me. Not at It's all. quite alright, sir. I'm sorry, but I, I've got to say that of uh, having held both sides of the argument, I'm, I'm very much in the camp of it sounds like a good fighting game. It, so um, that's, that's my impression of it from what I've been hearing. <laughs> now, 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 Luke, try to rein it in here. Save it for later. Yeah, uh, I, I actually agree that Street Fighter, behind the scenes, mechanically, is a great game. Um, I enjoyed my time when I could play it. Uh, and I still watch most of the competitive matches. I follow the competitive scene. My problems with the game are based on Capcom and their their weird strategies and you know their priorities on how they fix things or don't fix things um, and their selling practices behind it but the game itself I really really enjoyed it just all the other stuff wore me down and I, I kind of turned off it and Kev so, what do you think? Yeah, I agree <laughs> now, now before, before you go Kev I do want to state Yes, we all realize games do not need defending. They Nobody defends one toaster over another. Games are products. So this is just very highly opinionated. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kev, have, have you played Street Fighter at all? Not five. This one is really not made for casuals either. It, it is very much a 
Well, it's a fighting game. We're going to be using it in tournaments. This is what we're doing. So, yeah, it's not as friendly as 4 was in terms of, you know, just piffling around. Now, let's sweep that under the rug really quick before it explodes. Now, what we're going to do is we are running a bit long on time, so for everybody's third game, uh, just we're going to try to keep it short, and then we're going to have the lightning round of questions, and then we'll close her out. Cool. All right, Kev, why don't you uh, close us out with your third one? Okay. Uh, my my third one is um, Unravel, which uh, is puzzle puzzly platformer, or what was the name we gave it? Puzzly walk. It's not a puzzly walker. It is puzzly walkie. Yeah, it is actually a puzzle. It's a puzzly walkly jumpy. It is, a, it is actually a puzzle platformer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I, I seen the I seen the um, demos and stuff for this game on just the, the kind of art style and and the kind of feel in the game, the the mood of the game and stuff. Kind of just intrigued me to buy this, and I, I bought it on the day it came out. Um, played it, played through it, kind of quite quite casually, just kind of taking in the the scenery and the in the the story and the the kind of it's, it's it's actually quite a, a kind of heartfelt game. You can tell that the the guys that made it and stuff. There's kind of quite a lot of personal kind of personal uh, touches being put in, um, and there's a lot of love being put in this game without sounding like cringy about a game. But um, yeah, it's quite a heartfelt game. The characters pretty simplistic, but. Thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm not sure if any of you guys have played it. This is a game that I've been told by the other two women in my house that I will play at some point. Okay. <laughs> so I do have it. I haven't tried it yet. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I just really, really like the the kind of the kind of um, just the kind of general mood of it and stuff. It was just a game you could put on, relax, and play it, and just just play it for what it is. And thoroughly enjoyed it. Anybody else played it here? Briefly on a demo. Um, it seemed seemed quite good. Seemed a a nice little remake of Kirby's Epic Yarn, kind of. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I think I'll play it in the future. But I think it was a case of seeing all the stuff at like E three and things like that. When when the game actually came around to release, I don't think I was as interested as I might have initially been for it. Luke, Craig? No, I've I've not played it at all. It does look lovely. It's just one of those ones that I would pick up. If I had nothing else on and I wanted to sit for a day and just play a game, you know, and it was it was on a sale or something, I'd I'd take it. But it's just that that opportunity has never arisen. But I will I will play it. Yeah, it's just not a game that's kind of grabbed my attention. There's so many other games to play, but I think um, if I had the opportunity to pick it up cheap, I probably would. All right, Craig, what do you got for number three? Oh, number three, number three. It's tricky. It's tricky, Dave. Um, I'm I'm struggling. Quite quite a fair bit with this because the game that I had in mind I actually played in 2015, but I am going to say <laughs> that my um, third game of the year is uh, the ABC Murders, the Agatha Christie Poirot game. Whoa! Look at you with a dark horse. <laughs> oh, sorry. It just it was it, that no, was really no. Different. That's fine. 
Um, I thoroughly, I thoroughly enjoyed playing that game. Um, different to a lot of what I've played. I have played, as I said earlier, a lot of RPGs, like hundreds of hours into The Witcher and Dragon Age and Inquisition and, that, and Borderlands and just a, a change of pace. I love Poirot. I love the old stories. I, I'm a point and click man. Every, the the stars aligned with it, I think, and it was just beautiful. Poirot was faithfully reconstructed on my screen, and little little, ti- little tiny details like every mirror in the game, you could go up and it, you could interact with it so that it would fix his beard or his moustache. Sorry, and it just did oh, creepy moustache thing. And it's like that is so Poirot. You get Poirot points if you're you know like you're you're a bit of a bitch. <laughs> you know, like he is. <laughs> and it's just like a wee bit cheeky and a wee bit like, you know, sharp, mate. And it's it's just, it was, I, I, I loved it. So, yeah. I, I'm not huge on those kind of games, like the Sherlock Holmes games. I like them, but I can't say I go out of my way. But um, as soon as I saw it was going to be the ABC Murders, I was quite excited to hang out with Hastings and Jap and Poirot and, and yeah. just, <laughs> oh, I, I love Poirot too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking not anyone else is going to have played this, Dave. Poirot <laughs> yeah. was the little guy with the like detective with the moustache, right? Yes. 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 I didn't even realise there was a game around him, so no, I've not played that. <laughs> but that's really cool. Has anybody else read the book? No. No. <laughs> yep. That's all right. That's all right, Craig. I, I give you a high five for that. Thanks. Thanks. So after that dud, not really a dud, just kind of a dud on the show. Yeah, um, yep. Luke, what do you got? Yeah, so Overwatch was kind of my game of the year, so I could mention another game if you wanted, or skip it. Yeah, just just give a quick mention another one, because me and Mike did the same thing with Street Fighter V. Okay, so another game I'd like to talk about is Doom. Um, yeah, I, I just finished that this month, and uh, I loved it. It's, it's just chaos. It's absolute carnage. Um, I think Doom had kind of got a bit of a bad reputation, maybe Wolfenstein as well. And after the Wolfenstein, is it the New Order? Yes, sir. Yeah, Wolfenstein, the New Order. Um, I think people kind of sat up and took notice of these old school shooters that are bringing a, they're on a comeback. So um, when Doom came, what, sorry, when Doom was announced, I was really excited for it, and um, it didn't disappoint. It's just utter carnage. Uh, everything about that game feels great. They've they've captured the feeling of Doom. And moved it forward, unlike Doom Three, which they made like a survival horror game or a horror game. So yeah, if you haven't played it, I'd thoroughly recommend it. It's a little bit violent, it's <laughs> not scary, and the guns are amazing. <laughs> yeah, after I, I'm, I'm not a man that gets along with Doom. I played one, two, and three, and they were okay. They're perfectly good shooters. But um, once they did New Order, it was oh, oh, I really can't wait for the, what these guys do next because Wolfenstein yeah, was yeah. amazing and Doom is is absolutely amazing. It made me actually go back and play the old games again. See, I uh, I played Doom One and Two, and then I I bought Don't sorry I bought Doom Three, thinking yeah I'm gonna like this, and uh, I remember there was one bit where I could hear a monster, but I couldn't see it. So there was a there was a set of stairs in front of me with a door, and there was a door on my right. I go in the door on my right, and there's nothing there. So I think brilliant, yes I've done it. He's in the next room. I don't have to worry. I know the jump scare's coming when I get to the top <laughs> of the stairs. I get to the stairs and the monster busts through the stairs and I'm like, no, 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 I'm done, I'm done. <laughs> uh, Mike or Kev, did you guys spend some time with Doom Guy this year? Yeah, 
I mean, I, I, this this would have probably been. It's just kind of close to being on my list as well. Really solid kind of. It, it it just it just kind of comes across very much like a game. It 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 knows what it's doing. It's doing everything right. It's it's a solid kind of doing game. Um, again with the Wolfenstein game, kind of same kind of same vein of start. Gameplay is fantastic. The the it's it's just carnage and it's it's great fun start finish. Yeah, it's nice to see Id getting their feet back under them again, especially after things like Rage. Mm-hmm. Which, <laughs> oof, A properly titled game name, though. <laughs> um, Mike, since we both had Street Fighter, is there something else you'd like to mention? There is, funny enough. Uh, this entire year has been um, about four Keeper games. So to start off the game, or to start off the year, actually, we, uh, me and you, actually, Dave, we played Final Fantasy fourteen. Yes. But the funny thing is, we shifted on from Final Fantasy fourteen onto Street Fighter Five, which was going to be my choice. After that, we shifted on to Overwatch, and then finally, very very recently, I believe we've all got a Titanfall two. Now this is a surprising, possibly knee jerk addition to the list. Yeah, it's it's exactly what I wanted. I was I was a massive fan of the first Titanfall. Um, I actually bought my Xbox One for Titan, the original Titanfall. Um, and, you know, the Xbox One, it's not got enough playtime as I hoped to. Um, so it was lovely to return to the PS4 with a sequel. And it delivers on all fronts. So we've actually been playing this, oddly enough, just before recording today. I'm, I'm with <laughs> you. I'm with you on this, Mike, 100%. It's fantastic. It was actually the game I was kind of thinking, ABC or Titanfall, and I went with, I went with ABC. <laughs> and I think you've, you've just you've made me feel a warm and fuzzy now. I think <laughs> the circle's complete. I'm a big fan of the... Uh... Of the World War One setting, I, I like I like the uh, the planes and the tanks are kind of accurate. Oh, yeah, Titanfall Two is okay. <laughs> There's always one. <laughs> There's always one. I've I've picked up this game as well, and I think I've played most of the modern shooters or most of the shooters that have come out the tail end of this year. And this is my first Titanfall game, and it just feels completely different from previous games. You know, Battlefield. It's got the. It's done a lot of things differently, but it's the same old battlefield underneath. Titanfall. It just. It just feels great. It. You know, it's the the people from um, Modern Warfare Two, and you can see these guys really know how to master their trade. And to this day, no one's even played the single player. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe maybe it's an extra extra game of the year. We're we'll yet to find out. Uh, to close us out on on our our big three, uh, I have XCOM Two. And I think I'm the only one to play this one. Briefly on the PC. Yeah, um, I'll keep I'll keep it brief because you know I, I'm a strategy man. I love my strategies. And XCOM Two really takes everything the first game did and then just boosts it. They don't do too much different other than adding new classes and and things like that. And and the to be honest, the tech itself on the PS4. I'm not sure about the PC version. It's kind of sloppy. But you really don't care. I mean, you don't care if there's a gla- graphical glitch or any of that. The gameplay is so solid and fast. It's one of the fastest strategy games I've ever played. But yeah, XCOM 2 for me is the third one.
So, gentlemen, are you all ready for the lightning round? Yes. Yes. All right. No discussions here. Just give me your answers and shut up. All right. Your favorite company this year? Well, <laughs> my wife. <laughs> uh, myself, I got to say, <laughs> Square Enix. Square Enix for me knocked it out of the park this year. Um, Blizzard Entertainment, World of Warcraft, Legion was brilliant, and Overwatch. Michael? It's a hard call. You might have to give me a second. All right. All right. All right Kev? Uh, I'll go with, uh, give it, well, given that Bloodborne's probably the favorite game I've played this year uh, from software. Yay! Craig? Given, given uh, Dishonored and my gushing over that game, it's got to be Arcane, obviously. You know? All right. All right, Mike, your time is up. What do you got? I think mine is going to have to be Nintendo, just for the Whoa. basis of Fire Emblem Fates. What? Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, take, taking a risk with Star Fox Zero, which wasn't exactly successful but you know it was a good gamble um and of course they showed a bit of new zelda and that's uh kept me tidied over for next year all right okay i'll, I'll accept it yeah i like that choice mate one indie game that you guys have that you love this year for myself it's darkest dungeon hands down that game is amazing uh the banner saga loved it brilliant game indeed indeed mine is a game <laughs> on the Xbox one <laughs> <laughs> i cannot in fact, actually, I have remembered the name of it. It's called Massive Chalice. That was pretty pretty good from the, the three or four hours I spent with it. All right. Kev? Besides uh, Unravel, um, I would yeah. say Falling Hearts. Ah, all right. That's a good one. Craig? Uh, oh, Valiant Hearts was so good, wasn't it? Um, for me, my indie game... I don't know. Was Contrast an indie game? Yeah. Yeah, I believe I so, go, yeah. I will go with Contrast. I love that game. All right. Beautiful. All right. Now, the worst game you played this year. Myself, it's it, it, very hard not to put this in the disappointment category, but Mighty Number no. 9 was by far the, the worst game I've played this year, and that is sad, and I'm sorry, Mr. Nafinate. I had to say it. What about you guys? Worst one. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's um, Valkyria Chronicles. Whoa! Oh! Whoa! 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 Oh. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry, guys. I I Whoa. love the genre. I love the genre. I, this game just did not click with me. I just couldn't get into it. All right. Well, we'll shunt that off to the to the other fabled podcast that we're gonna have to do at some point. Ah, <laughs> uh, Mike, what do you got? Very little. Um, if if I had to dig deep, it'd probably be a PS Plus game, and it'd probably be NBA Two K Sixteen, which I thought I'd enjoy. Uh, it's way too simulation type game for me, and I'm not a massive sports fan in the first place, so I'm not sure what I was thinking. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> Craig, um, I, I I mean I'm gonna go as an indicator of games that I've not finished, and I've only not finished two games, and one of them I've said already was uh, Journey, but I think I'll I'll get a bash. It's it's got to be nice. I might not have been in the mood for it, but a game I stuck on and really hated thoroughly, and only played through a few hours of was Rise of the Tomb Raider. Whoa, really? Jeez. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Switched, uh... it, switched it right off. Look at you going for the sucker punch there. Wow, Valkyrie Chronicles and Tomb Raider. Wow. All right, so Kev, what, what bombshell do you have for us? I'm going to pick Broken Age. I, I really didn't get on with that game. It's the weirdness of the story I kind of enjoyed, but point and click, it just doesn't click with me. Well, sir, I must say I do disagree. 
wholeheartedly. <laughs> Broken Age, Broken Age was on my top 2016 games until I realised I'd played it last year when it came out. I, I'm shocked. We need to talk about this further another another time. Yeah, I look forward to that, constant listener. All right, next question. Best soundtrack. What do you guys got? Doom. I've just just finished it. Doom. The soundtrack just fits the game perfectly. I'm going to go with Sound Shapes. It's got a Beck track on it, and I'm not a Beck fan, but playing, playing the Beck track in Sound Shapes is just, it's the best fitting, it's, it's just, it's a lovely level of the game. So, yeah. so, so if the game had like a Beck track and a Joe Satriani track, you're like, yes! Michael! It's a, it's a freeway tie. It's Odin Spear Leaf Riser. It is Street Fighter Five, and it is... Uncharted 4, all of them, exceptional soundtracks. Look at you sneaking three in, you <laughs> Okay, if I had to go for one, it'd be Uncharted 4. There you go. Alright, Kev? I, I would have to say Doom as well. Um, it, it just kind of keeps... It... Stop stealing my choices. Yeah, Doom as well. It kind of, it's part of the it's part of the appeal of the game. It kind of drives you kind of forward into the kind of crazy moments of the game. It's good fun. Alright, uh, myself, I'm going to say World of Final Fantasy because I'm me and Final Fantasy is my Viagra. Anyway, moving on. This year, uh, did you tend to favor retro games or new games? New games. New games. Oh, I hate to say it, but as much as, as, much as I'd love to, love to play my retro games, I've been well over every new game within, within a month of it arriving. Uh, it's probably a shame, but yeah, that's what I've done. Kev? Yeah, probably more new games. Alright, well, I guess I'll hold the torch this year for retro because of the Operation Sequel stuff that I've been doing. I've been playing a lot of retro games. Uh, next question. What genre do you think has been overrepresented this year? For me, it's got to be open world games. I am sick to death of open world games. And that includes my beloved Final Fantasy. Golf games? <laughs> <laughs> that would be the genre of sports, you dingus. <laughs> oh, uh, golf games? <laughs> um, I'm with Dave on open world. Um, just done it, done it to death. I can't, I can't touch another one now. Um, I'm done. Uh, yeah, roguelike games. I'm bored of them. Uh, I will heartily disagree there, sir. Michael, I I've played too many of them, and there's also too many of them. The first person shooter. <laughs> All right. Kev? Yeah, I'd go with first-person shooter as well. I mean, I've only really been playing uh, Overwatch, but there seems to be an abundance of Call of Duty's, Battlefields, and uh, Titanfalls. <laughs> yeah, you remember the good old days when platformers, there were a dime a dozen, now it's shooters. Yeah. All right, uh, we also have the graphical showcase. If you had to show a game to a friend to show off how good games look this year, what would you pick? Uh, everybody's gone to the rapture. Really? Yeah, it's beautiful. Wow. It's actually beautiful. All right, uh, Luke. Uh, can I go later? I can't think of anything. Okay, sure. Um, all right, I'll 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 go give you guys some talk. Uh, best graphical showcase this year is Dark Souls Three. Hmm. That's that was actually my backup. Yeah, the point where where you see the whole world Inception itself. Ah, oh, it's wonderful, beautiful. Yeah, my my uh, choice. My backup choice was Dark Souls 3 because it's it's just amazing seeing that they finally transitioned like the Bloodborne engine into Dark Souls again. 
Yeah. Um, but then then when you actually see Uncharted Four, I can't I cannot fault that game. It's just amazing looking. It it does look beautiful. Alright, Kev? Uh, I'm gonna pick Unravel. It's a weird compliment, but the yarn looks like yarn. Yeah, but it's the actual levels and the scenery and the levels in the little there's little there's little little I can't um, believe you hated Broken Age. <laughs> 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 Alright, Luke, what do you got? I'm going to come out with a curveball and I'm going to say I really like the Lucas Street Fighter V. I think they mastered that pretty Whoa. damn well. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Alright, I'll accept it. Alright, we got we only got two left to go. What was your favourite story this year? I don't know if you guys played a lot of single player games, but, but what was the story that either hit you emotionally or made you happy? You know, what, what felt good? Uh, for me, it's Final Fantasy XV. Man tears were shred at the end of that. There was nary a dry eye in the house. My wife and my daughter watched me play it. and Yeah, all of us. It, it hit us pretty good. It was a great story. Um, I'm wavering between Uncharted 4 and Valiant Hearts. Um, but I'm, I'm going to just go for Uncharted 4, the story. No, in fact, no, I'm going for Valiant Hearts. It was a lovely story. Really, really beautifully told with fact thrown in and a heartbreaking end. All right, Luke. My story is going to be Witcher 3 Hearts of Stone. Um, yeah, that one really jerked at the tear strings. Yeah, it was hard for me not to choose Witcher 3. Right? That, that story was fantastic. Not as good as Dragon Age. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, sir. This is just the part where you see Geralt walk in on Siri in the cottage. Oh my gosh! It was great. Yeah, the Witcher story was good, but I, I found more enjoyment from the side quest than the main quest of playing catch-up with Siri. Okay, I know, I can understand that. Uh, Michael? Yep, I think at the moment where the lovers embrace after riding around the island on Forza Horizon 3, was the most <laughs> emotional moment <laughs> in my life. But on a serious point, <laughs> it was actually inside. Inside and it's hidden story which I cannot discuss alright and to close us out gentlemen remember no discussions just say the names and shut up your two honorable mentions the games people should check out I'm going to have to say Divinity Original Sin and Vermintide I'm going to have to say Odin Sphere Leaf Razor if I pronounce that right and Forza Horizon 3 alright World of Warcraft, Legion, and um, Tales from the Borderlands. Ew. I mean, alright, Kev? Guitar Hero Live is an, al- an alternative. And Transformers Devastation. Alright. Well, ladies and gents, thank Whoa! you very much for what listening. What about my honorable <laughs> mentions? <laughs> Did no, I get any? No, we don't like you, Craig. You Come like on. Broken Age. Come on. Oh. Alright, 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 fine. Me. Craig. What yes. are your honourable mentions? Grim Fandango. Actually, no, not Grim Fandango, although that was very good. But my honourable mentions, <laughs> I didn't bring it up before now because I played it this year, but I also played it back when it came out and I thought remaster won't include it. Day of the Tentacle. Alright. The remastered. It's beautiful. It's lovely to play. And my other one is Mad Max. Alright. Ooh. Geez, somebody put a muzzle on that man when it comes to point and click. It's like me with Dark Souls. <laughs> Alright, well, ladies and gentlemen, that has been it. This time for real, Craig won't interrupt again, I promise. Um, th- thank you very much for listening. As you can tell, this is a bit of a beefy one. 
What we might end up doing next year is have one maybe mid-year, like June, and then we'll have another one towards the end of the year. But we'll have to see how it goes. If you'd like to see that, do let us know. But um, all that's left for me to do is thank my good friends, except for Craig, for uh, showing up. <laughs> so, gentlemen, say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.